Hi everyone welcome to another episode of my podcast we have very special guest today joining all the way from Manila we got Mr Jerome Abalus joining the podcast hi Jerome hello 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 welcome here at Chana 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 podcast <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's a pleasure how, how's your afternoon Jerome uh it's, it's okay it's kind of cold cuz it's rainy so <laughs> uh i'm doing fine <laughs> Yeah, I mean the rain kind of stopped today. It's good, right? Yeah, but it's still going on. But you know, <laughs> it's still cloudy outside. That's why it's cold, and the the temperature is changing again. So <laughs> I got some colds right now. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So normally, I mean, you you I know that you are one of the you know the busiest musicians in in Manila, right? Because you <laughs> you play like every night and your band I see so many posts and you're very active. So, yes. how's the week so far? Uh, actually, it's a uh, it's an irregular week because, you know, there's some uh, cancellations and some uh, you know, um reschedulings and uh, you know, uh, we just had uh, two gigs last week which is uh, from uh Resorts World or the the Newport uh, and also Winford and the rest of the week we're just uh, having a rehearsal and doing some stuff, doing some right. uh, new songs, new 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 repertoire, something like that. <laughs> right. So, Jerem, I noticed that after the after this, you know, the pan, you know, last two years, you know, which was a mm-hmm. hard for everybody, you know, after this sort of now that we are sort of trying to manage going out of the pandemic. I see there's a big boom in the local music scene right there's a lot of gigs happening a lot yeah. of everywhere it's uh, really healthy right now <laughs> I'm really yeah. happy about it because you know we've been locked up for almost 3 years or 2 and a half years and now uh, everybody's having fun and everybody's going out and seeing some concerts especially in this big events that they're creating right now I am really happy uh and I saw a lot of provincial shows right now so it's really good feeling okay. Yeah, that, yeah, and there's a there's a big boom of the local bands, right? Coming up with a lot yes. of gigs. Yeah, it's it is. And uh some of the people are some of the uh the musicians are going back in the business and the, you know, it's uh, really really uh getting healthy now nowadays and uh, I'm happy about it. Right. So Jerome, how 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 did the pandemic uh, affected you personally? Oh my god. That's a uh, a dollar question <laughs> 1 million dollar question <laughs> it really affects us so much you know um uh as a working musician um we we are lost in space during that time because you know we don't know where to get an income and uh you know uh we're so troubled and depressed because uh the uh, the economy uh, uh dived down into uh, you know very very low uh, situation and uh, musicians uh, two years ago were just uh, <laughs> you know uh, what, what, what can I call this uh, they were neglected actually mm. uh, during this pandemic because you know they, they always think that we have money a lot of us just have uh, savings you know and uh, even the government uh didn't give us anything or in any support so i'm so you know i'm so angry and <laughs> i don't know what to do i'm get, i'm going crazy that time <laughs> right. so it really affects even the the musicianship is uh very low because you know low self esteem no inspiration and you know you just watch the tv watching the death tolls every day uh hearing some bad news you know Oh my god it's really killing you actually it's mm. a, it's more of a psychological attack for me right and i remember like a lot of like the government was saying oh, musicians are not like a essential service but yes but, that's the point right? <laughs> yeah, but but you also but, heard that <laughs> right but what i felt is that if there's no music and arts and what's the purpose of living actually right yeah <laughs> actually i was <laughs> I was trying to challenge them not to use music during their campaigns 
But mm. you know, uh, I don't want to say anything with my co-musicians that are appearing on those campaigns. But you know, uh, these people are also using music after all. You know, mm. and uh, I don't know when it's going to stop. I mean, uh, uh, these musicians have no pride at all because they need money. And, uh, you know, they need to survive because of the, the catastrophe of two years. And they're really biting the bullet, even though it hurts, you know, that uh, these people in the government doesn't have any care at all. So it's really, you know, ridiculous and uh, so turn off. And now, here we go. They're back in their... <laughs> they're back in their feet again. <laughs> oh, right. my God. <clears throat> Some things but, but never change. <laughs> did, did you did you see during the pandemic? Did you like you know personally ref- recognize some things? Did you see some opportunities or? Well, yes. Any- uh, actually, I converted it into something uh, very useful. Just like uh, you know, we recorded a lot of uh, videos back then and released it in our YouTube channel and tried some live streaming. You know, uh, it really uh, helps us to, you know, uh, say that we're still here. We're still doing music, even though we have catastrophe and everything. And, you know, uh, it's a big opportunity for our YouTube channel to grow. Actually, we we, we uh, already uh, had a silver button in our channel and uh, we're happy about it because uh, uh, even though we have a negative situations going on, Mm. Music still continues and uh, gave us a living, and and I'm so happy because uh, there's a lot of uh, good people around the world who is helping each other and you know really understand musicians' situation. Uh, they're giving help, sending some help through their PayPal and uh, bank accounts, and also uh, sending us some packages. You know we are happy about that, and uh, you know. Uh, I think uh, it's a blessing in disguise, actually, to our YouTube channel and to our social media. Right. So, so Jerem, I'm I'm glad that uh, I was able to get connected with you. I remember oh. early this early this year, I think around Feb, I think I visited your one of your performances in Hard Rock. That's where <laughs> we we got connected. Yes, and yes, yes, it is. One thing I like about you is that you're so versatile that. Because sometimes the musicians in the Philippines, they're either they're very popular mainstream artists or they're underground artists. Like, you know, but <laughs> you kind of bridge the gap because you you are so popular in the mainstream as well. But you also known for like death, death by stereo and all the metal <laughs> underground people loves you as well. So you're you're kind of bridging that gap, right? Yes, that's the goal, actually. I'm trying to uh, eliminate this genre thing, right. uh, which is, uh, you know, I, I think some of the musicians in in other parts of the world are doing it and, you know, trying to experiment everything. Maybe my big example is Dream Theater. They're covering some stuff from the past and, you know, so versatile. So, I mean, music has no boundaries, actually. That's right. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. If you really can do it, I think there's no there's no reason why you cannot uh, diverse into another genre or you know do some th- some stuff that uh, very uh, far from your genre, so something like that. Yeah, because I always say life is too short, so why stick to one genre, right? Yes, that's that's <laughs> correct. Actually, <laughs> right. I mean. As you see, like I, I would, I can, I go to a lot of different gigs. I go to metal, I go to pop, yes. and you know, I, I try to, you know, try to understand that because I'm, I'm also more about the music as well. I'm also interested about the culture behind the music, you know, about yes, the fans, true. how things work in different, you know, different kind of genres. So it's really fascinating. I, I don't think that we should just stick to one genre because there's so much good music in the yes. world. Yes. Right? And also, I think it's uh, it's gonna big uh, it's gonna create a big big uh, community if we just fuse with each other, you know. Mm. But uh, sadly, here in the Philippines, they have this faction of uh, you know, if you just uh, play this kind of genre, just stick there, and you cannot play anything. Mm. So that's one of my problems here, because you know uh, they're not open with uh, any possibilities of, of uh, you know. Uh, 
having uh, another kind of music when you saw when you associate this artist in this kind of music you just uh, say that he's a uh, singer from that kind of genre only right. but you know i'm trying to bridge the gap but they some of the people cannot understand it and they're uh, they're saying that i am selling out <laughs> you know? <Right>. i don't know <laughs> i don't know to them uh, what i'm trying to say is you know if you can't do it don't do it right but right. I think I think in some ways I can deliver it good. So I don't know what's the point of uh, telling me uh, I'm selling out. Uh, I've been doing this since uh, since year 2000 when I uh, when I left the band scene when I go solo, hmm. and uh, I dive I dive down to into a most uh, uh, deeper part of the pop and uh, that's the pop rock. Uh, genre with my solo stint mm. and some of the underground fans are uh you know are so, <laughs> so angry what to what i have done because you know they're saying that you should stick with your guns to death by stereo because you know you're you're a trash metal uh outfit in the philippines and then here you are singing larawang kupas something like that so right. i i really cannot dig it why 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 uh, they're putting some barriers about music, so <laughs> I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm still I'm still educating people day by day that you know, hey, wake up! Uh, some of the international friends are digging this that uh, I can do a lot of things in my music career. Why don't you listen to us? Something like right. that. <laughs> right. So, Jerem, uh, we'll talk about the bands later, a little bit about the bands, but. Uh, let's let's talk about a little bit about your childhood. Uh, what's your mm. earliest uh, memory of music? Oh my God, that's <laughs> that's very memorable. Actually, in my elementary stage, uh, uh, my eldest brother taught me how to sing and how to, uh, you know, correct my pitch and everything. You know, he, he taught me a lot of things in music. Uh, I've I've been singing Beatles. <laughs> And a lot of stuff back then. Mm. And that was one of my biggest foundation in music. Beatles actually is the biggest foundation of a lot of artists. Even in the metal scene, you know. <laughs> really right. cannot deny it. So, <laughs> uh, that's one thing. And then uh, the other one is uh, I won a contest during my <laughs> grade six, uh, my sixth grade. So, <laughs> I won this uh, fiesta contest. They have this... Uh, you have this uh, karaoke thing going on, and uh, mm. uh, randomly they're gonna pick up uh, who's going to sing, and I presented myself. Yeah, I can, I can, I can join that, and then eventually I won, <laughs> I won the price of you know fifty pesos <laughs> back, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> right. So that was the humble beginnings of my music career <laughs> when I was a child. Right. So. Uh- when did you realize you want to actually pursue music? Uh, in high school, uh, when New Wave is uh, dominating the scene, uh, I really don't sing New Wave at all, you know. Uh, yeah. in, back in the day, uh, I, I really don't feel it. But I know New Wave is a good music also. And also, it's part of my repertoire right now. Because right. I need to be versatile in my uh, in my music career. Uh, but back in the day, in, in my high school days, uh, I really uh, neglected uh, New Wave. And then uh, when I heard this uh, thing, uh, I, I think that's that's Welcome to the Jungle. It was uh, airplayed back in uh, 1989 in one of the radio stations in the Philippines. So when I, when I heard that music, I got interested. Mm. This is some kind of different kind of thing it's you know the voice is so challenging and you know it's really unique it's uh, compared with compared with this uh dominating a uh, new wave uh, scene that time i was so amazed with this uh heavy rips of the guitars you know and the uh uniqueness of the voice of axel rose and so on and so forth and then uh another thing i i heard skid row played also i remember you and you know warrant mm-hmm. uh, during that time that was the uh, foundation of uh, heavy music back in the day in the Philippines. It was all started in a slow ballad. Before uh, they played this, those heavier stuffs, uh, 
in 2000. So, I mean, uh, I, I really uh, get hooked with the with the music with, with this uh, with this uh, genre, the metal genre actually. So it's a really big influence for me. And then I start collecting a lot of stuff like uh, you know, from uh, from glam to thrash to death, mm. and to everything you know. And it it, it goes on and on. Uh, I first started collecting with the cassettes, and uh, and then I I turned into CD, and then you know, uh, now it's in MP3 in my iPod. I got four iPods with all of my collections, and still, still you know, listening to everything that they are going to release. Especially mm. now, I'm listening to Megadeth. <laughs> the new album. My, uh, have you yes. have you heard the new album? <laughs> yes, the sick and the, the the sick, the dying, and the dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> But it was so awesome, you know. Still kicking ass. Uh, uh, Megadeth is Megadeth. You can't <laughs> can't do something about it. So right. that's where I started actually when I when I got into music. It's all metal. <laughs> you know, I I I always wonder like Megadeth, what 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 happened if. Dave Mustaine didn't leave Metallica. He wouldn't be that successful, I guess, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe it's it's really destined to be, right? So that uh, there will be a growth and a progress in music. Because you know, if he just stick in Metallica, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe there will there will be another you know monster hits or something or. You know, but mm. I think it's uh, it's God's decision. It's really meant to be that uh, right. it's going to form Megadeth, and it's now. You know, nobody knows back then it's gonna be big time. Now they're so big. You know, I cannot compare them with Metallica. Metallica is a given thing. You know, mm. it's uh, one of the heaviest band in the world and the most popular heavy metal band in the world. I know, but you cannot. Just say Megadeth is just second or something. No, <laughs> it's all it's, fair. It's a totally <laughs> different, different thing with Megadeth, right? Yes, <laughs> of course. It's more technical. No, never compromises. I don't. Uh, they compromises a little bit in the Risk album, but you know, uh, still you can hear the distinctive sound of Mustaine. You know, especially the guitar riffs. Uh, of course, the voice. You know. <laughs> The voice, uh, the voice is so recognizable and iconic, right? You know that yes. it's Megadeth when it's uh, Dave Mustaine. And the other thing I like about it is the songwriting because his songs and the the themes of his songs is like he sees the world as is. Yes. Like he he sees the world, right? So I, even like this a messiah. Album, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> the new album, and I think even before before this, the End Games and. Dystopia and all these albums that he was actually talking about what's going to happen and what's sort of happening, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, oh. I, I really I am biased with metal, you know, because I uh, I see them as a you know a prophet and you know it's like Nostradamus something like that. <laughs> right. They see right. the future. <laughs> it's yeah. all written in the metal albums, you know what's happening right now. It's all written in the back albums back in the nineties, right? Correct, correct. So, they, <laughs> Actually, they already gave us a hint <laughs> yeah if you look at also the album covers right you would probably yeah. see like what <laughs> what's happening <laughs> they um, predicted so, it <laughs> yeah so Jerome uh, tell me about this uh, coming to Death by Stereo so how how did Death, Death by Stereo happen well oh, back in the 90s there's a lot of bands uh, in the music scene here in the Philippines so uh It's really hard to get a label back then, and then uh, our original name before that by here is Rawhide, because we play uh, glam rock like Poison, Guns N' Roses, Bon Jovi, something like that. And uh, there's this recording company who's so interested with our band, and uh, told us that if we can change the genre, we will be signed. We'll be signed up on that label. So. Uh, When I saw this guy who, who, who was recruiting us to his label, uh, when, when he showed me what to do, I was so, so happy because uh, he, he asked me to go to his uh, car. And when, when he opened the trunk of his car, uh, he, he said, this is what I want you to do. 
He opened the trunk and I saw Pantera, Metallica. Oh my God. This is what I want. <laughs> yes, <Right>. let's do it. <laughs> and then the rest is history. And then, then we recorded uh, back in 94. And, uh, you know, it became platinum. Yeah. And I think we are the first uh, technical, band back, technical band back then. Because, you know, uh, they, if you can listen to the first album, uh, I can listen to that. It's, it's my it's in my YouTube channel. It's in right. So uh, if you can listen to that back in the day, it's advanced. You know, uh, the music is so advanced and the, the guitar playing is so advanced back then. Uh, so I think I really can claim that the, we are one of the pioneers of progressive rock here in the Philippines or progressive metal because uh, some of the things written in the first album is, uh, you know, technically, uh, you know, undisputed until this very moment. So a lot of uh, guitar players right now is still recognizing this first album and they're telling me every time that, uh, you know, the first album kicks ass, you know, I played this song, I played this, I played this one. Your guitar players were so good. And, you know, we influence a lot of guitar players up to date. And, and that's my point of view. I don't know to the others if they believe on that. <laughs> But in my point of view, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people we influence in this scene. So Right. The the self-titled album, right? It's a self-titled yes, right? album. Yes. So, I was I actually listened to that on your YouTube channel. You have the stream, right? So yes, there's this what yes. what actually you have a song called Manyakis, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was it is a story about uh this uh old you know old fart who tried to rape uh little kids, something like that. You right. know, it was written by my uh, guitar player Aaron Dignos, the virtuoso Aaron Dignos. So Yeah, this is this is his wild imaginations of uh, what these people do. Okay, because right. back in the day, there's a lot of banyakis already. <laughs> right. so. But what what I, I actually listened to all all three albums. So you have a, another one in 1996, and then you send me the Resurrection album as well, right? So yes. the first one I felt that it's it's more raw and it's more punkier. Uh, yes. The first one was more punk, and then your slowly moving into that uh, sort of prog progressive and then I think the last album is more of even going towards the death metal kind of idea yeah. right? <laughs> right actually uh, we try to uh, to do a uh, it, you know every now and then we'll try to progress we don't want just to, to stick on that kind of music uh, in the first album mm -hmm. uh, in the second album we're trying to progress more technically So they decided to put more technical stuff there. And then, you know, uh, and uh, move forward to a much more uh, dream theaterish thing back in the day. So <laughs> that's what they right. did. And then, well, we got defunct in 96. So uh, I created another band. So let's talk about it later. <laughs> let's just stick to that by stereo. Uh, Jerome, there is another another album that I I was able to see on your YouTube channel, which is Majesty in the in yes, the court yes. of, uh, which I there was this one song called Huling Paktulog, I think. Yes. <laughs> I, I really love that song. Tell me about that band or that project. What what's what? Oh that? yes yes, uh, that was my next band after Death by Stereo. It's also mm. uh, in a major label in the Philippines. So I released it in. Under Ivory Records back in the day, right? Uh, actually, somehow I can I can call it it's, it's my Megadeth. <laughs> it's my it's my rebel band back in the day because uh, when, when we get uh, defunct in death by, I I told myself that I'm gonna do much more technical band after this. So I'm so lucky to. To recruit a lot of uh, good musicians, especially Sander Leon and the bass player of Rumble Belly, and the uh, guitar player, the guitar prodigy that time, Sir Albert Montenalo, who plays with Fusebox and mm. Timelight Panorama, and also played on that album. That's his uh, debut album, actually. It's Majesty, and uh, you know, and I, uh, 
I got this uh, drummer, the very versatile drummer, uh, Paolo Manuel, who's uh, playing right now with Rico Blanco and a lot of people in the uh, pop uh, rock scene. And also, I've heard that he played also with Kyla and so versatile. I mean, uh, Paolo is so versatile uh, compared to each and every one of us. Uh, I'm so happy that uh, we created something uh, progressive during that time and with keyboard-oriented uh, uh, band uh, and a keyboard-oriented band. We recruited a keyboardist, a session keyboardist uh, who do uh, a little bit of Kevin Moore style of that album. And, uh, you know, we, we tried to fuse uh, power and prog mm. on that uh, Majesty album. Because if you can, if, if you'll notice, there are some uh, power elements on it. But, you know, and the orchestration, some kind I, I, I'm in my imagination, I'm trying to combine uh, DT with uh, Sabotage that time. Right. So. <laughs> and, and and you know that Dream Theater was actually called Majesty before, right? Before yes, it, yes. It, 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 was right, <laughs> it was derived from that, actually. When they, <laughs> when they dropped the name, uh, we thought that, oh, it's a good name. We'll just pick it up. It's, it's, in a, it's a Filipino version of this. <laughs> Right. So, so Jerome, I, I, I actually, I saw this. Uh, I, I think I sent you this uh, before. Uh, mm -hmm. This was you guys. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm talking. About. This is the se the second generation of Death by Stereo. Right. Okay. So this is, this is around 2004, I think. 2004. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, that was the first period when we we're uh, trying to recreate the uh, third album. Or I'm try uh, trying to create the third album. Right. Resurrection. Yeah. Um, so, I I think I I think I've seen that by stereo. You guys performed in Dututan, I think 2015, if yeah, I'm right. Yeah. Right. 2013 and 2015. Right. Yeah. So, well, we we played there. Uh, I used the name with, with, without the original members and the other members in the second album. Right. I just used the name because, you know, uh, we were forced to use the name because uh, in Dututan, uh, before you can enter that, you should have uh, this track record already. Right. That you are a uh, recording artist way back. And, you know, it's really, they, they really need to have the sellability of the band. So we use that by, but uh, I was carrying the dark orchestra band back then. Okay, so that 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 what happened in Dutan, but in uh, in Pop Summer Slam two thousand and four and two thousand and seven, it was the second generation Death by Stereo, right? Who recorded in uh, who recorded in uh, Resurrection, right? So Jerome, you also have the I think you mentioned the name. Jerome Abla's Dark Orchestra. You you actually had a black album, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's actually an opus. It's a back-to-back -back album. It's uh the other side is Liwanag, which is in Tagalog. Liwanag is light, and the other one is black. So I'm trying to fuse the uh the culture there. In in the Liwanag album in my Dark Orchestra, it's all original. Some of the Tagalog stuff, the Filipino stuff there. It's re recorded there, and then in the black album, it's all cover. All right. Uh, so if you can uh, just check, you can check it out in my YouTube channel. Actually, I also put it there. And uh, you know, I'm trying to experiment, and again, here I am again, and uh, trying to fuse everything in one place. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to unite people from the other side. <laughs> Uh, from the pop side and the uh, you know the metal side, so that's right. my goal actually. <laughs> since uh, I was a uh, since I was a musician, I'm all I'm always trying everything to fuse everybody in one circle, you know. So if you'll notice right now, I'm doing it live because uh, I'm uh, you know I'm catering a lot of uh, 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 I'm catering different walks of life in my shows. Mm -hmm. So hope that <laughs> maybe soon it will be uh, you know effective, and you know I can unite everybody in the scene. There, there's this uh, punk people watching, and there's this heavy metal 
metal people watching and there's this pop people watching together in one room. That's actually my goal. So that we can create uh, a big crowd for, you know, for the music scene. That's that's really one of the fabulous things that's going to happen if, if you know, if the God will if God will allow us, you know, that, uh, you know, we set aside these barriers. Because right. uh, I really think barriers is not good <laughs> for uh, the scene. Because, you know, the scene is dying because, you know, uh, a lot of people are just uh, downloading uh, the music and never buying it. Mm. And then they're just, they just think that they're so entitled that, uh, you know, I can just browse down YouTube. I can just, you know, buy Spotify access. And then, you know, uh, I think today people are not giving value with music. That's why uh, if if they're not buying it in, in the platforms, uh, maybe I can do it in person. It's like uh, doing live gigs, you know, performing. So <laughs> try to encourage them over and over again to, you know, support what you're hearing, support the language of your soul, you know, support yeah. support the poets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, streaming platforms are good, but the artists are, doesn't get really a good benefit out of them, right? Or uh, Only yeah, just, yeah. just like, probably just exposure because the streaming platform doesn't really pay that much, right? For streaming. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And you cannot... Uh, you really cannot uh, detect if they're, you know, cheating you or not. <laughs> Correct. So, so the only way the artist can really earn is through live shows and selling yes. merch and stuff like that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one thing I realized now. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, managers and show, uh, what you call this, handlers right now is trying to gather a lot of artists because they know that the, especially the record labels are also handling artists right now because mm. they think that there's more money on it than selling records. So this recording companies right now is uh, uh, releasing and handling the art, uh, releasing the, st- the albums of the artists and handling the artists at the same time so that they get two benefits. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, I think the band, I mean, the last time I saw you in, I think I, I saw you twice already. So this, the band is with, with your sort of your family band, solarbros.com, right? Yeah. So, uh, Jerome, one thing I really loved is that the places you play are very classy places that you can have a very <laughs> good time when you go in. And, yes. you know, I really like going there. And uh, so tell me about the solarbros.com. Uh, it it all started back in 2016 when the the dark orchestra band was defunct. Mm. Uh, it's really a bad story. So, uh, this these kids of mine just think that daddy, maybe we can help you out with this, even though they're not yet ready. Huh? During that mm. time, they're really uh, in the process of learning their guitars, learning their drums, and everything. You know. There, <laughs> uh, you you cannot tell that they can play, okay. So, I really, I truly believe that if if you if you are really willing and able, I know you can do wonders. After six months of rehearsing and uh, practicing every day, we already got a gigs after six months with this uh, Solar Bros outfit from scratch. Huh? Even uh, even in Wish, they were just starting when we released the Larawang Kupas in Wish. So right. I'm I'm so amazed and you know <laughs> confused at the same time that uh, you know this this kids of mine is really talented and you know exceptional, uh, as I say. Because you know I I know a lot of uh, kids who's learning their instruments. Uh, they got matured when they played it every day at least two years, right? But in in in, uh, in my kids, I just wonder, in six months, we already can play gigs and we can, you know, I can right. sell them already. So I, I, it's a kind of miracle, but at the same time, it's uh, I really think that it's it really runs in the blood. They absorb what I have. 
they absorb what I uh, gave them. I mean, um, my source of living is music, so I know. <laughs> they inhabit it and, you know, and inherit it with me. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I saw one of these, one of one of your interviews with Solar Bros. I think it's one of these TV interviews. Uh, yeah. And I think that was like in 2017. So they were like, <laughs> 14 years old, 16 years yes. old. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. So they were still already playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shane back then is 14, the drummer. And Zachary is uh, 16. Mm. And uh, my eldest is 18. All right. 18 or 19. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so funny, you know, because they, they, they still have this uh, this fear of, you know, Going on camera. That's why uh, you know, I told them when we were rehearsing back day, back back in the day, this is your chance. Don't miss this. So you should rehearse and rehearse and focus. And then <laughs> here we go. Not bad. That's what you can hear on that uh, uh, TV promo. Uh, the recording was not bad, and uh, you know it went well. So after that, it gives me a big gut that uh, you know, oh, we are progressing. Let's continuously practice and you know gather more stuff, uh, and uh, let's uh, let's do this uh, let's do this variety thing. So that's why we played a lot of uh, kind a lot of genres because it's one of their training mm -hmm. that they will know the foundations and you know the different kinds of uh, treatments in music. Because if I'll just tell them to play metal only, they will never be versatile. Right. So. Maybe that's the trick, actually. If uh, some of the musicians and the uh, musicians' children are is listening right now, that's the biggest trick. Try, uh, try to play a lot of stuff. Don't stick with your genre only. Uh, that's what I did with Solo Bros. Right, because I mean they they have achieved a lot already by the their age, and then I mean comparing. What do you think? Like when when you were that age, were oh. you that? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, maybe it's because of the influence of the uh, parents. Right. Because yeah, uh, my parents is a corporate type, so nobody influences me. Nobody pushes me. So mm. it's a different thing with the solo bros, because you know, uh, somehow I push them to be better and to do their stuff uh, decently. So. There's a big factor of parenting here. So that's what I can say. Uh, if you are willing to have uh, the, the, the best musicians in the world, you should support and, you know, encourage your children to play hard and play well. Mm. Because, you know, if, you, if there's a doubt in your heart, no, just put it there. Go to your books. Go to your, you know, just study, study hard with your academics. Uh, they will never progress. I actually reversed it. I didn't say that uh, education is not, uh, you know, uh, it's not important. But you know, I told them if there's this project that we're go, uh, we're, we're we're rehearsing right now, you focus on that. I told them that uh, that study can wait, especially nowadays that uh, it's online. Mm. Uh, so you focus on your skills because it's a different thing. You cannot buy it. You cannot just uh, enroll it in school and then after enrolling, you're virtuoso now. So uh, I think it's really reversing right now. Even even in other countries, I saw a lot of children who really plays well in their early stage. And uh, especially I can mention a band uh, called Lilac. This family band in the U.S. Yeah, I've seen that. They're already touring the U.S. Uh, because I truly believe their parents supported them. Right? Right. I mean, if you will just uh, give full support in your children or in your in your kid, uh, they will they will progress into a you know a best artist or a best musician in the world. That's right. what they can say. Jerome, hard question. How do you manage because you're you're your their their father and also their your also kind of like their manager as well in a way like you're also <laughs> sort of coaching them 
how do you keep the balance like you know they they also have fun doing it and they don't have too much fun you know in rock and roll <laughs> can be it can go you know <laughs> how do you manage that <laughs> um i just told them that you know uh let's get serious in this uh music career that we have mm. uh i am a father all the way I, i will provide you with everything that you need i am here to support everything that you want but when in, when 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 in, uh, when we are in music you should focus everything in music because this is this is what this is our biggest priority right now this is tone of helping us to continue with our lives and also your lives in the future if you have a career if you uh you get your success this will going to give you a, a livelihood actually that's what i'm telling them because you know uh for me in 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 academics in in regular schooling it's always a gamble if you graduate in college for your course it's never a guarantee that you'll get a good job or you you get rich easily uh, that's a fact mm-hmm. but in music if you are really talented and have this uh, you know this magic in uh in few years time maybe you can you know you can achieve a lot of things you can have a lot of uh, you know uh uh we call this you can have a lot of wealth in your in, in your bank and everything right uh, so that's what i'm telling the new generations of today let your kids be i mean by guiding them also uh to, to their to their likes and needs actually i ask always ask my children if they really wanted to be a musician all of the time i have this checkup uh checkup question with them and hey i'm always asking them are you still willing to do this and they will say yes if they say yes do everything that you can give all your best because you know this is a continuous form this is a continuous you know process you cannot just uh, stay there playing with your abilities back in 2017 you need to progress day by day mm. that's what i'm telling them right so uh, i'm also associating it with this other degrees that uh, degree that uh, people is having right now if you're an engineer uh, be a master of that study hard no know all your no know, know all the knowledge from that field Okay, so it's just that uh, we are in the music uh, business. That's why this is the approach that I'm telling them. But this is applicable to each and every career that they have. I'm right. not saying that it's just for music. So uh, I think wonderful thing you said that is that you what you do is music business because I think a lot of lot of musicians forget that it's a business, right? Yeah, <laughs> they really forget. Uh, they, they don't think about the uh, overheads that they did, the uh, the expenses mm. from the start. They they bought their guitars, effects, and everything. This it all started in this uh, word called uh, you know hobby. When they when they reach the peak of their musicianship, they'll try to sell their music and sell their talent, right? Mm. So it's a business. They're also investing. If you if you don't invest with your business, or, or for example, you're a guitar player, but you don't have your own guitar, uh, you're not serious with that. So if you're serious with that, uh, with your with, if you're serious with your craft, you really should invest. Buy good some buy buy good guitars, buy good effects, and you know, and a lot of things. So you're investing also in this music business. It's not all playing. It's not all you know, uh, copying songs. You are also investing because you know you cannot just get this for free, especially the guitars, the drumsticks, the drum sets, and etc. The keyboards. You cannot just get this for free. So you are investing, and then you are waiting for your ROI mm. after that. So <laughs> it's something like right. <laughs> so so, Jerem, now that the. the world is kind of opening up you know things are slowly opening up uh, so what are you looking forward to rest of the year and next year well uh 
hopefully there's a lot of gigs and a lot of bars will gonna open and uh hoping that uh we can write the uh, good materials for solo bros hmm. and uh wishing that uh wishing that uh, we we can write a palatable materials for the new generation because you know it's really hard to compete right now hmm. even the uh veteran bands like uh the old slop shock are writing new songs right now and they're trying to penetrate the new crowd hope that they will succeed with that with their new singer hmm. so i i think you know the problem right now is people have no uh uh what you call this they have no uh, efforts of uh, you know uh, looking for good records and listening to all of your music because it's all available online you know that's the baddest thing that happened in the music industry because you know you can just find it online unlike before when we were collecting cd's cassettes and uh, lps we are really hunting for that we are trying to uh, check all the stores if they they have this album or something like that there is this effort. The thrill of the hunt is gone right, right. now. Right. Uh, so hope that it will progress into another kind. Even it's if it is online and uh I don't know. It's it's really hard to tell how to do it right now. But uh for us, we'll just continue doing music and write some stuff, try everything. Well we're just gonna continue and continue and never stop. Until we get so, there. so Jerem, if if somebody wants to uh, see you perform live with Solar Bros, uh, can you tell where you perform normally? Uh, right now, uh, every Mondays we are playing at uh, the the new name of uh, Resorts World Manila. It's in uh, Newport Worlds because uh, uh, every Mondays at 10 p.m. and then every Tuesdays we're playing at uh, Winford. Resorts in uh, San Lazaro, Sampaloc, Manila. And then uh, Thursdays, on and off, we play, we play at Hard Rock Cafe, Makati. And also in, uh, in, in Moa, we are playing in Roadhouse, Manila Bay every Saturday. Not every Saturdays. Uh, by schedule also. Hmm. Mostly Saturdays. But this month, uh, September... We are playing in one of the Fridays in Roadhouse and also uh, in September 10 in Roadhouse, Saturday. And we have this uh, gig right now acoustically in in uh, Alabang Country Club. There is this uh, uh, place called Golfer's Veranda where they set up uh, a stage for acoustic. And we play there every, uh, not every Friday, every other Fridays. So right. that's the place. At the moment, uh, we're still uh, checking the out of towns and you know negotiating with it. So I really cannot announce anything yet. <laughs> right. But at the moment, those regular gigs only. Right. So, okay. so, so, Jerem, uh, what's your message to the viewers of this video and people who's going to listen to this uh, podcast? Oh, first and foremost. Uh, Please support China, China, China on his podcast. You know, I'm so glad and lucky because, you know, I was featured here. And uh, I'm so happy with this uh, advocacy of China, China to, uh, you know, to share the world, every culture and every uh, musicians uh, uh, roaming around this universe. So, I mean, uh, we support each other. Please support the, ch the podcast. Support our music. You can go to our YouTube channel, to our social media accounts, and uh, play our music. Maybe some of those can, uh, you know, can touch your hearts. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, let's make the, uh, the scene healthy, especially in the Philippine music scene. Let's make it healthy. And uh, please go to the concerts. Please buy the records buy their merch and uh support your fellow Filipino musicians. Because, you know, th that's the one who's missing right now. 
Uh, they're more on BTS and etc. Sorry for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they're more on the foreign, you know, foreign musicians and you know the Korean stuffs. Hope that uh, you also balance it with Filipino musicians. Uh, that's the point there. Uh, I, I have nothing against those artists; they're good. But uh, you know, you should uh, promote your own culture. That's what right. what I'm trying to say. And uh, you know, uh, please support Solo Bros in their music journey. Uh, my kids, uh, they're trying so hard to uh, give you good music, and you know, and give you the music of your generation also. Uh, just click and uh, like the uh, the uh, social media of Solo Bros, and also my my social media, and. Uh, Try to connect with us if you have questions, if you have suggestions. We are open to listen. Uh, that's the good thing right now. Because of this social media, we can communicate. Even though that we don't know each other. Right. So let's make use of it. <laughs> right. Jerome, anybody you want to shout out to? Oh, I'd like to shout out to... <laughs> I'd like to uh, say hi to my kids, all of Rose. So keep it up. And of course, uh, my friends out there who's listening on this podcast or watching on this podcast, thank you so much for your continued support and uh, hope that we can see you around and uh, see you on our shows. Uh, and also, uh, I'd like to shout out to my friends in America, Sir Phil, Sir Horacio, Mom Grace, and everybody there. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> And uh, all of my friends are supporting us. Ate Mary from Hong Kong. Um, I cannot mention them all, but you know you know who you are. Thank you so much for supporting the band and also uh, sharing the contents of our YouTube channel. And to all the people who's, who's listening and uh, watching right now, please do support uh, Jerome Abel's channel on YouTube and uh, check those videos. We upload videos almost every week, so uh, I hope you enjoy a lot of stuff there, a lot of kinds of genres that plays there, and you know, and also the originals. Try to check our originals because a lot of people are asking if we have original stuffs. I told them just check the channel and uh, look for this. So especially the death by stereo, the uh, majesty thing, and also the dark orchestra thing. And also some of the solo bros are uploaded there in my YouTube channel. So that's all, I think. And uh, hope you're having a nice day. Break a leg, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jerome, thanks for joining. It, it was a pleasure thank to you have so you. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Forward, lo looking forward to seeing you live again. Uh, yes. You know, <laughs> and I, I really like to like expose also my son and the family to you. Because yeah, it's it's very inspiring when I see your kids play, and that's why Thank I bought you. my son for the last show. So you know <laughs> he gets uh, inspiration as well from that. So thanks for doing that, and then Thank hope you. the best with your plans. Thank you so much, and uh, more power to you, my friend. And uh, hope that uh, this advocacy will grow and grow, so that a lot of people will understand what's the real meaning of music in this world. So. Keep on doing this, Chana Chana. Don't stop. Okay? We love Thank you. Thank you, Rob. See you. <laughs> see you. See you. See you, rock and roll. More, more metal. <laughs> love you, bro. Thank you. Thank you.